0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين By the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we've reached this tenth night of Ramadan this tenth night and the fast day that follows it is the seal of the first third of Ramadan and Allah knows how much we are in need of his mercy so ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahumma rabbighfir warham wa anta khayrul rahimin rabbana la tuzir qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hab lana min ladunka rahmatan innaka antal wahhab oh Allah have mercy and forgive and you are the best of those who have mercy O oh Allah rabbana la tuzigh qulubana do not Harden our hearts or do not cause our hearts to deviate after you've given us guidance and gift from us from you gift from us gift to us from you uh, a mercy indeed you are the one who is always giving gifts uh, read these uh, uh and uh, these these prayers and call on Allah Ta'ala for his mercy invoke Allah's mercy for yourself and for your loved ones and for your teachers and for your parents and for your relatives, your children, your students and for the Ummah Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, for this world and the hereafter. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala load us up with provision, provision that we're going to need for the long journey ahead uh, through this life and through the next. Ameen. So we continue in the, in the seerah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, with the last days, the final days of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's life. Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahimahullah Ta'ala begins when the mission of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was accomplished and the Deen uh, of Islam had spread to every part of the Arabian Peninsula. The time for him to return to Allah Ta'ala drew near. According to the Ulama Surah Al-Nasr, Ida j'a'a nasrullahi wal Fath was revealed during the Hajj of the Prophet وسلم, in his last year. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, understood from this surah that his time for departing from this earthly abode had approached. In this regard, Sayyidina Umar, عنه, in order to test the people of Mecca, once asked them about the circumstances of the revelation, the surah. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas عنه, responded that the surah conveyed the tidings of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's imminent passing. Sayyidina Umar Anhu concurred with him. There were other signs uh, which apprised the most noble Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of the approaching of death. He therefore once said in a gathering of his companions, Allah has granted one of his servants the choice of either living on this earth uh, or living with Allah, and the cho- servant has chosen to live with Allah. The statement implied that his death was close at hand. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Allahu anhu immediately understood the implication. And while shedding tears, he said, May my mother and father be sacrificed for you. What is it that you're saying? Expressing his pleasure at Sayyidina Abu Bakr's intelligence and his fathoming of the meaning of the statement, the Most Noble Prophet wasallam said, If I were to ever befriend a person in this world, it would have been Abu Bakr. Rather, he is not my friend, but my brother. After having made this statement, the Messenger of Allah ordered that besides the window of Abu Bakr, all other windows uh, opening into the masjid should be closed. According to the ulama, this instruction was a sign that pointed toward uh, uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr succeeding him uh, in the uh, uh, rule over the ummah of the Prophet the uh, you know a lot a lot uh, should be said not enough can be said about the maqam of Sayyidina abu bakr siddiq uh hazrat mujaddid al-thani Rahimullah ta'ala the shaykh al rabbani ahmed sirhindi uh, uh, the great qutb of the Tariqah of the naqshbandis and the great uh, uh, scholar and alim and sufi and mujahid fi Allah of the Indian subcontinent. Um, in his muraqabat, he mentions one of the kashs that he had with regards to the maqam of uh, of the Siddiq versus the maqam of the Nabi. And his kash uh, indicated to him that the maqam of the Siddiq, رضي الله anhu its last manzil uh, was at the threshold of prophethood. Uh, whereas the maqam of al anhu was at some distance, the maqam of Sayyidina Abu Bakr عنه, ended where the maqam of the Prophet وسلم, would begin. And Abu Bakr anhu not not enough can be said about his iman. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, if the cover of the heavens was lifted up and people could see the ahwal of the akhirah." Jannah Jahannam the fire, paradise, judgment, angels, mazdada Abu Bakrin Imanan. Abu Bakr would not increase an in Iman uh, uh, one bit. Uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was the one about whom the Prophet said that uh, uh, said that if the Iman and the faith of the entire Ummah were put into one scale pan and the Iman of Abu Bakr were put in another scale pan. Abu Bakr's iman would have outweighed and we mentioned earlier about tawajjuh that uh, the spiritual light that the sheikh carries uh, he uh, has he has uh, through uh, natural spiritual processes he will imbibe that into his into his students and it's not just something like a special superpower like like whatever magical, like Camelot Merlin type power that a person has. Rather, this is the way everything is. Just like uh, uh, just like a sick person, uh, their, their illness is a contagion. Even a healthy person, the good bacteria that they have in their gut, it can be transmitted from one person to another and cure sicknesses. Just like that, a person's spiritual state uh, transmits to the people that they keep company with. And this is not something that's, Uh, this is not something that's like difficult to understand or like something all that amazing. Um, The only difference between the sheikh and the normal person is that the sheikh, if he truly is a sheikh, is a person of many perfections. And so uh, his company will cast those perfections into the student, depending on how uh, uh, upright the student is or how crooked they are, and uh, how perfect the sheikh is or imperfect. And so you see in Abu Bakr's Siddiq radiAllahu anhu, his relationship with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was such that literally he drank the hal of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. It said that at the time of Hijra, when the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, made hijrah uh, from Makkah Mukarramah to Madinah Munawwara, the Prophet وسلم, deliberately chose Abu Bakr as his companion for that journey. And when the two of them descended uh, 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 into the valley... Uh, uh, the blessed Mubarak Valley in which uh, uh, the city of the Prophet ﷺ would be, and the, the the people came and greeted the two of them with palm branches and with the 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 the, the song of the children Talal Badru uh and the uh, uh, the scene and the joy of Rasulullah ﷺ's Mubarak Hijrah and the the honor that came with it um when when all of that was happening the uh, ansar didn't know which one was the nabi and which one was the siddiq alayhi salam wa ta'ala anhu the two of them the noor that they came with was so similar that even despite having heard descriptions of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam they didn't know which one was which and who was who and it's only when the muhajirin uh, first went to the Prophet ﷺ and when Sayyidina Abu Bakr took off his shawl and screened uh, 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 and shaded the Prophet ﷺ from the sun, that's the only time they knew who he was. That who is Abu Bakr and who is Rasulullah ﷺ. And so not enough can be said and not enough is said about the maqam of Abu Bakr ﷺ. And he's the one who was mentioned in the... In the book of Allah, فِي الْغَارِ يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ لَا And Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala said that the Sahaba عنهم, used to teach their children the love of Abu Bakr and Umar like they would teach their children surahs from the Qur'an. And uh, uh, this is a part of our deen as well, is to know who these people are and to love them. And cursed cursed is the qawm that, that curses them. And cursed is the qawm that uh, uh, that doesn't take from them and cursed is the qom that hates them and cursed is the qom who thinks little of them because by doing so they're cursing the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam and they think little of the Prophet Sallallahu and they hate the Prophet Sallallahu uh, suffice it's not enough to, to to prove the point if it's not enough to prove the point the fact that they were friends in life and that they're together forever uh, in death as well if it's not enough for people that the Prophet wasallam married their two daughters and was a son-in-law to the two of them if it's not enough that the Prophet wasallam spoke so highly of the two of them uh then remember uh, the words of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who said allah allah fi ashabi la tattakhiduhum gharadan min ba'di faman ahabbahum Fakad fa bi hubbi ahabbahum wa man abghadhahum fa bi that I invoke Allah Ta'ala's help with regards to my uh, companions in defense of my companions. Do not take them as the uh, idle uh, uh, targets uh, of your idle and vain discussions after me. Because whoever loves them, it's because they love me that they love them. And whoever uh, hates them, it's because they hate me that they hate them. So remember the 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 person who hears the description of Sayyidina Abu Bakr and his uh, his piety and his words and his... His soft love for the Prophet ﷺ, um, and it makes them happy. Take this as a glad tidings of, 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 of iman and faith in, inside of your heart, that there's a sign that there's good in your heart and what's good is still alive. And whoever uh, hears about them and uh, it doesn't uh, f- fill them with love, then such a person, the warning is that uh, there is a sickness there that, is, that, is, uh, that can be fatal and you should go get it treated. In his last illness, he was first overtaken by a headache followed by severe fever Wasallam. He was staying with Sayyidina Maymuna Anha. Taking permission from her and from his other wives, he moved into the apartment of Sayyidina Aisha. May Allah be pleased with her. During these days of indisposition, he would attend uh, the masjid for prayer. When the illness had deteriorated greatly, he instructed Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq Anhum, to lead the prayer. And this is another thing, you know, we can, we go through it in our Aqidah Tahawiyah uh, Dars as well. Um, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the muqif of the, the, the Ahl-Sunnah is that he didn't explicitly appoint a successor. And uh, it doesn't make sense that he did anyway because the Sahaba who made mashwar with one another for who a successor uh, would would be or should be. The Messenger of Allah sallam appointing the, Sayyidina Abu Bakr to lead the prayer is not an explicit uh, a sign that he appointed him as his successor in temporal rule uh, al- although it is a, an indication and one of the one of the wisdoms of Allah not uh, explicitly uh, uh, you know picking a successor um, rather leaving kind of hints and clues is that the Sahaba on whom the years the two years that were that Abu Bakr ruled uh, uh, after the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu They were very difficult years for them, and there was a lot of strife and sacrifice and hustling that they had to do in order to keep us uh, keep the ship afloat with, with regards to the affairs of state and the affairs of deen. And whatever decision they made, uh, you know, it's better if you make it yourself and own it yourself rather than it being imposed from uh, imposed from above. And Allah Ta'ala mentioned in his book that the, the sign of the believers is that amruhum shura Bainahum, That their affair is governed by mutual consultation between them. And so it's only appropriate that in this most perilous of situation, after losing the Messenger of Allah wasallam, that they would use this process in order to collectively come to a decision, a decision that all of them would ratify to a man without exception. Sayyidina Aisha ta'ala anha remarked, O Messenger of Allah, Abu Bakr is very tender of heart. Entrust his service to Omar. Meaning he would weep a lot when he would lead the prayer. Uh, uh, Sayyidah Hafsa, Sayyidah, Sayyidah Hafsa radiallahu, radiallahu anha, the daughter of Sayyidina Omar, supported the proposal put forth by uh, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha. Reprimanding both of his wives, the Most Noble Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah and the Muslims will not accept anyone beside Abu Bakr. Therefore, tell Abu Bakr to lead the salat. Uh, And Rasulullah was emphatic about this, even in the depths of his illness. While he was alive ﷺ, Abu Bakr led the prayer 17 times. On one occasion when the Messenger of Allah felt a slight improvement to his condition, he entered the masjid and sat behind Sayyidina Abu Bakr who was leading the salat. Most probably this was a Saturday at the time of Zuhr. Rasulullah had learned that the Muhajirin and Ansar were crying with grief on uh, account of his separation from them caused by the illness. Being the spiritual father, he could not bear their grief. He therefore came, came in leaning on the shoulders of Sayyidina Ali and Sayyidina Al-Fadl ibn Abbas. On account of extreme weakness, he could not walk by himself. He was brought to the mimbra where, where he sat down on the first step. And delivered a brief discourse in which he offered many advices to the companions. Amongst the things that he said were, I have heard that you are fearful of my impending passing. or Has any Rasul lived in the earth forever? Undoubtedly, I am about to meet Allah. And you too will meet me after a short while. Remember, I am going ahead and you will follow me. You will follow me and meet me. I shall meet you at the fountain of Kothar. Listen. Whoever wishes to me at the fountain wishes to meet me at the fountain of Kothar, that person should refrain from misusing his hands and tongue. Here, when the subjects are virtuous, the king too becomes virtuous, and if the subjects are evil, the king too is evil. I exhort the Ansar and the Muhajirin to treat one another with kindness. After this talk he returned to his apartment, meaning the apartment of Sayyidah Aisha radiAllahu anha. Thereafter he once again lifted the curtain of his room during the Fajr Salat and for the last time looked at his companions رضي الله عنهم. When they observed this, they were close to breaking their Salat, but the most noble Prophet beckoned them to continue and he dropped his curtain. This happened on the 10th of Rabi'ul-Awwal. On this day, Sayyidina Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها observed that his gaze was focused on the heavens and he was repeatedly saying Allahumma rafiq al-a'la, O Allah, the highest friend. She understood that the time for his departure from this earthly abode was imminent. Within a short while, he was united with his highest friend, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un." To Allah Ta'ala do we belong and to Him shall we return. The news of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's passing spread like wildfire the companions whose hearts were brimming with his love were stunned and could hardly accept the reality of his passing. Even a powerful and brave man like Sayyidina Umar Anhu lost his composure. He stood with his sword drawn, threatening to slay anyone who said that Muhammad had died. It was only the presence of a man of Abu Bakr's stature who could bring the situation back under control. Taking in the explosive scene, Abu Bakr Radiallahu Anhu entered the masjid and delivered a speech consoling the Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum. O people, those who worship Muhammad should know that he has died. And whoever worships Allah should know that most certainly he is alive and will remain alive eternally. He then recited the, the noble verse Wama Muhammadun Illa Rasulun Kad min أَفَإِمْ (laughs) مَا (laughs) تَأُقُتِلًا (laughs) قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَعْقَابِكُمْ وَمَنْ يَنْقَلِبْ عَلَىٰ عَقِبَيْهِ فَلَنْ يَضُرَّ اللَّهَ شَيْئًا وَسَيَجْزِ اللَّهُ الشَّاكِرِينَ That Muhammad ﷺ isn't but a messenger. Uh, And many messengers before him have passed. What? If he should die or should be killed, will you turn on your heels? Whoever turns on his heels and runs, That person doesn't harm Allah in the least. However, Allah will be thankful to those who are uh, grateful to Him. Allah Ta'ala will reward, I should say, those who are uh, grateful to Him. This ayah, by the way, was revealed at the time of the Battle of Uhud. And the Battle of Uhud uh, was a time when uh, the false news of the Rasul ﷺ having been killed in the battlefield overtook many of the Muslims. And some of them, it caused them so much grief that they, they left the battlefield. And uh, it caused some of them so much grief that they just gave up. And some of them, they said that if Rasulullah gave his life for the sake of deen, then who are we to uh, stop fighting uh, until as long as we have life left? And you can see how all of those uh, reactions were out of love of the Prophet ﷺ, which is universally a good thing. However, you can see how the last of the the, the the latter of the reactions is the most superior out of all of them. Sayyidina Umar عنه, would comment when he heard Sayyidina Abu Bakr saying this, that uh, that it was that verse hit him so hard it was as if it was the first time he, he had heard it. Um, this discourse restored calmness and rationality. The companions were convinced of the Messenger of Allah's death after his washing. Uh, uh, His janazah was placed uh, in the room of Sayyidah Aisha. The Sahaba came in small groups, however many could fit in, and they prayed the janazah uh, like that uh, in groups. Uh, uh, May the peace and blessings of Allah, Most Blessed and High is He, be upon him and upon his family and upon his companions and upon his wives. Uh, may, 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 may Allah ta'ala send peace and blessings on them in, 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 in multitudes and multitudes. Hazrat Sheikh wishes to share then at this point some anecdotes about the life of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa And he starts by saying this purpose of this book is not to cover the battles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rather, the anecdotes uh, I wish to share are, are re- that are relevant to this book are those episodes which pertain to mujahadat, his uh, striving against his nafs, his patience and his tolerance and his lofty characters. Because these uh, uh, lofty characteristics are conspicuously borne out in the uh, 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 stories uh, of the battles. They've already been discussed. And this is another thing that, you know... The seerah of the Prophet ﷺ is more than just the, the magazi, the, the 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 battles. Although those are important and their study is important as well, but it's more than that, just that. Now we will be. Now we will uh, present some anecdotes regarding the poverty and abstinence and the zuhud and the hardship of hardships of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. These anecdotes are are reproduced from khasail uh, and nabawi. <coughs> The Urdu translation of the Shamail uh, of Imam Tirmidhi. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa abstinence. Uh, Sayyidah Qayla said that she saw the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa with two uh, uh, worn out pieces of cloth draped around him. A lower cloth and a cloth ab- around his upper body. Clad in these old garments, he would sit in the style of the poor. Once while sitting in this way with a date palm branch in his Mubarak hand, a man came to him. This forlorn state generated in this man so much awe that he began to shiver with fear. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, told him to regain his composure. With this instruction, the man became calm. Rasulullah adopted the garments of the poor because of his humility. It is for this reason that the Sufia also adopt a state of poverty. This style inculcates humility and negates pride. Malik bin Dinar Alehi narrates that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ would never eat to the point of satiation unless guests were there. For the sake of guests, he would continue eating because if he stopped, the guests would also stop eating and would remain hungry. Rasulullah ﷺ said that he did not fear poverty and hunger for the Ummah. On the contrary, he feared that the earth would become generous, pouring out its wealth for the Ummah as it had become generous for the nations of bygone times. You will then become engrossed in this world as the former people had become engrossed in this world. He said, the world will then destroy you as it had destroyed those people. He said, Rasulullah sallallahu supplicated, O Allah, bestow sustenance to the progeny of Muhammad just enough to suffice their needs. And this uh, dua, Allahumma ja'al, rizqa ali Muhammadin qutan. Uh, oh Allah, make the the provision of the the people of Muhammad, the folk of Muhammad, sallallahu uh, alaihi just enough to uh, الرمق, just enough to stave off the, the bite of hunger. Uh, this was the uh, uh, du'a of the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi for his own family. Uh, when he said that he, uh, you know, that the dunya wasn't the biggest thing for him, he meant it. And this is a dua of, I think, many parents would shudder to make for their children. And uh, whoever wishes to say that I'm a Sufi, and whoever wishes to say that I'm a believer, and whoever wishes to say that I'm a person of Sidq, and whoever wishes to say that I love the Haq, know that this dunya means nothing to Allah Ta'ala. It means nothing to Allah Ta'ala. If it meant even a gnat's wing, Rasulullah Wasallam said, Allah wouldn't give a kafir even a sip of water to drink. And he meant it. And he made dua that his uh, progeny not be... Tainted by this dunya, and in fact, uh, uh, you know, the, the there's a call of the ulama that uh, that the that the Al Muhammad is not just the, the blood relatives of the Prophet sallallahu rather every person, uh, every person who follows his way and loves him and wishes to have wafa to him. So if you wish to show your tasawwuf, it's uh, it's going to be through your indifference toward this material world, and uh, uh, you know the you know the 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 opinion of the. Al-Muhammad being uh, uh, being uh, everyone who has wafa'a to him and shows trueness toward him. It's not just like a, a wishful thinking. It's actually a hadith of the Prophet وسلم, uh, Al-Muhammadin kullu taqiyin. That the, the family of Muhammad ﷺ is, is everyone who fears God. And even the Qur'an itself uses the word al in this way. Adkhilu ala ashadd al uh, that The al-fir'aun, uh, uh, this expression of al-fir'aun, uh, uh it occurs in the Quran and it's by consensus known that it's the army of firaun that's meant by it not his relatives because his wife uh, who ostensibly would be from his al uh, uh, especially given the fact that uh, uh, the the pharaonic custom was to was to it uh, was f- of incestuous marriage uh so even if a person tried to bring a technicality even that probably wouldn't be correct um that say the asia alayhi salam who's righteousness was testified to in the in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's not what's meant by by it it's meant his army and those people who participated in uh, uh, participated in, in evil deeds with with him so if a person wishes to be from al muhammad then let them make this dua for themselves and let them cast out from their heart the the, the, the desire and the love and the enchantment with uh, material things Sayyidina an nu'man ibn Bishr, ibn bashir uh, said, uh, 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 are you not engrossed in eating according to your desire? I have seen Rasulullah ﷺ eat low-quality dates and even then uh, uh, not to eat as fill from from uh, therefrom. Said so the Aisha عنها, said that at times the fire was not lit in their homes for a month, meaning no cooked food would be cooked in the home for a month. They would be satisfied with dates and water. In another narration, it said that sometimes the fire in the Messenger of Allah homes would be only lit after two months had passed. When the moon of the third month was sighted, then only the fire was lit. This means that there was nothing available for cooking, therefore the fire would not be ignited in their hearth. According to the ulama, in spite of the abundance of wealth acquired from battles, the Messenger of Allah maintained this condition of poverty from beginning to end. Once Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu presented the, a leg of mutton to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu It was night time. Although there was no lamp in the house, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha engaged herself in cutting up the meat. When someone commented on the darkness, she said that if there was oil for a lamp, she rather would have used it to cook the food in. Sayyidina Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who is the stepfather of Anas bin Malik, said that when they complained about extreme hunger and showed the most noble Prophet ﷺ that stones tied around their stomachs, he pointed to two stones tied around his stomach on account of the severity of hunger. This indicated that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ's hunger was greater. Once the Messenger of Allah ﷺ unexpectedly came out of his home, it was neither his normal practice to come out, uh, at this time, nor would anyone visit him at this hour. Suddenly, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiAllahu Anhu appeared on the scene. When the most noble Prophet Alaihi inquired about his coming out at the uh, at this unexpected hour, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu Anhu uh, 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 replied, "I have come to greet and visit the beauty which adorns the universe." The high degree of compatibility that existed between Abu Bakr and the Prophet ﷺ rendered them a single soul in two physical bodies. Rasulullah unexpected emergence ex- exercised a spiritual influence on Abu Bakr; hence, he too came out unexpectedly. The spiritual unity with the Messenger of Allah is the prime factor for the uh, khilafa or the successorship of Abu Bakr immediately succeeding the prophethood of. Uh, of the Prophet ﷺ. Soon thereafter, Sayyidina Umar anhu also arrived. When asked for his unexpected coming, he said that extreme hunger constrained him to come. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ said he too was feeling the pangs of hunger. The difference in the ranks of these two senior sahaba can be assessed by their respective replies. Sayyidina Abu Bakr anhu regarding the, uh, 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 the visitation of the uh, noble Prophet ﷺ uh, uh, as a remedy for his hunger. The ulama have written that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq عنه, refrained from mentioning his hunger uh, on this occasion to save Rasulullah from grief. The three friends set off for the home of uh, 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 Abu uh, al-Haytham uh, al-Ansari عنه, who was an affluent man of Medina. At the same time, he was also an ardent devotee of the Most Noble Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was, however, not present, having gone to fetch water. The three waited for him. When he returned, he was ecstatic with joy at his good fortune. He immense and he was immensely proud of the presence of the three noble seniors in his home. He embraced them and took them into his orchard. After spreading his carpet for his guests, he presented bunches of, a, of different varieties of dates. After having eaten the dates and drinking water, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, whose every moment was devoted to the teaching of the Ummah, said, I take an oath by that being in whose control is my life. These dates too are amongst the amongst the bounties which uh, for which reckoning will be taken on the day of judgment. This statement refers to the great Quranic Ayah. Most certainly you will be questioned uh, regarding bounties. Anin Naim Sayyidina Sadrilla anhum said that in the initial state of Islam they would Wage jihad without having anything to eat uh, when the army would go out. They would eat the leaves of trees and succulent plants of cactus trees. Their jaws dust develop sores. Someone once asked, say that hafsa anha regarding the bed of the Messenger of Allah. وسلم, she said that it was a piece of sack cloth which she would fold and lay on the ground. Once in an attempt to make it more comfortable, she folded folded the sackcloth into four layers. In the morning, the most noble Prophet inquired, "What did you spread last night?" When she informed him that it was the same sackcloth that he that she had folded four times, he said, "Leave it as usual. Leave it as it is usually left. Its softness affects rising at night, meaning." Uh, it was too comfortable uh, uh, and he w- was afraid that it would impair his ability to wake for tahajjud for the night vigil prayer said the um sulaim uh, uh, ta'ala anha the mother of uh, anas bin malik anhu said uh, that the messenger of allah وسلم, said to her be patient i swear by allah in the hand, uh, in, in the hands of whom is muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam There has been nothing for the past seven days and three nights uh, and the fire has not uh, been kindled under the pot. I swear by Allah, if I ask Allah to transform all the mountains of Tihama into gold, he most assuredly will do so. Meaning what? Meaning the poverty of the Prophet ﷺ wasn't a a, uh, uh, resort of somebody who had no other means. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, had the ability, had he wished he could have collected taxes and given himself a, a, a stipend and his senior sahaba on whom a stipend as well, uh, had he wished he could have prayed from Allah Ta'ala through supernatural means to uh, uh, give them uh, uh, the entire valley around them in mountains all in gold and they would have spent it. But that wouldn't have been better for them. There wouldn't have been khayr in it for them. And this is something that we should ponder over ourselves. We sometimes look at uh, impious uh, people or even people of of no faith at all. People of no uh, connection with Allah Ta'ala at all. And we wonder why is it that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala gave them so much wealth and so much power. And we never stop to think about the fact that uh, Allah Ta'ala who promised us to do best by us. If it was better for us to have all of that power or all of that wealth, He would have given it to us. And indeed, power and wealth is something that should be wielded by certain people in the ummah. Um, and righteous people can and have wielded them in the past. However, it was always looked at as a burden. Uh, uh, it wasn't looked at at as looked at upon as a good thing. Why? Because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, didn't choose it for himself. And his companions didn't choose it for themselves. Those who lived long enough after the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would come upon huge, huge, unbelievable amounts of wealth. Um, but even then, uh, because of the 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 complete uh, uh, the complete and perfect nature of the prophetic uh tarbiyah that they received the prophetic upbringing that they received spiritually um when they had the wealth it didn't it didn't affect them or radically change their lifestyle to the point where it would alter or soften or weaken their deen and this is something really important uh, that we should know that you know we think that things get done by wealth they don't get done by wealth they don't get done by money things don't get done by money needs are not fulfilled by money needs are fulfilled by Allah ta'ala And Allah Ta'ala will fulfill certain people's needs through money and He'll fulfill certain people's needs through other means. And whoever Allah Ta'ala fulfills their means without worldly uh, uh, wealth, those people are superior to those who Allah fulfills their means through uh, uh, worldly sustenance. The armies of uh, the Romans and Persians, they had supply trains and baggage trains that would take care of their food and take care of their other logistical needs so that they could come to the battlefield free for battle. And the Sahaba عنهم, still mopped the floor with them. They still completely uh, uh, beat them down and took names. Why? Because one of them had the flag of Jahiliya and the other one had the flag of Deen. One of them was despised by the Lord. Most High and the other was loved by the Lord Most High to the point where uh, the, uh, the muasirin, the contemporaries of the Sahaba, عنهم, they complained that like fighting these people is useless because they completely uh, cut through us and there's no defending against them. Uh, it wasn't because of material superiority that they attained that that maqam It's because of their spiritual spirit superiority that Sayyidina Umar عنه, Would write letters to his commanders and say you know, See that the people are praying to Hajj or reciting Quran the night before battle If you see anyone idle or lazy or, or uh, worse yet distracted And uh, unengaged with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, Kick them out of the army, they're going to be the reason that you lose battles um, And this is not pie in the sky in July this is not J.J. Uh, uh, J. Abrams rebooting Star Wars. This is the haq. This actually happened. Uh, and wherever it will happen again uh, until Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the promise of Allah Ta'ala's help is is there. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala give us from that help. Allah Ta'ala make the love of material things wither away from our hearts. Slowly poison it so that it dies. That one day we wake up and all of these stupid things that everybody lives and dies for and people kill each other for money and cars and just the clothes and the this dumbest of things that these things one day we just wake up and and Allah ta'ala removes uh, whatever magic or whatever sway or sorcery they have over our hearts and uh bring our hearts into the orbit of of his love that he loves us and that we love him and that he one day by his fadl and his ni'mah and his uh his his minna and his karam that he loves us and we love him and that he's pleased with us and that we're pleased with him as well. Thereafter, whatever life we live, it's it's sufficient for us. And uh when we meet him on the day of judgment, uh that day, that day is going to be our Eid, it's going to be our iftar, it's going to be our everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a mubarak day and a day of happiness and make it even more amazing and wonderful than we could have thought of. Uh, and I, I have full conviction, Allah Ta'ala give us death on Iman, I have full conviction that, uh, that that they will not be a disappointment. Rather, it's going to be the happiest day of uh, of our existence. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala vouchsafe it for all of us. ta'ala ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa